0: Sup, welcome to PTC cast episode 39 today, <laughs> today, uh, Chris and I just answered some questions. Um, we talk about what a clean bulk consists of. Um, and we also talk about the point of training blocks, why you would have a hypertrophy block, why you would have a volume block, why you would have well, it's the same thing, why you would have a strength block, why you would have a peaking block, yep. why you would break down your training in, in, in that regards. We answer some other little fun questions as well on the way. Um, this is PTC cast episode 39 brought to you by progress through where you can get your four easy habits for fat loss guide. We also have a free chest training guide and we have a sample food list. I recommend all of them. They're, they're totally free. They're, they're there for you and, and hopefully they can help you they help helped chris lose 120 pounds they helped mm-hmm. me lose 50 and and they've helped my clients lose quite literally hundreds of thousands more maybe not hundreds of thousands yeah hundreds hundred. or thousands more yeah. <laughs> enjoy the show man it's kind of weird i feel like we I feel like we kind of upgraded yes, Just hmm. between <laughs> just between the studio and the i'm like leaning back in a chair it's kind of comfy like you got a haircut and your beard's longer that's like, very true yeah we're just we're out here man it what's feels next? it feels fresh it feels clean are we going to turn this know? into a franchise I, we need to yeah we'll open a fortune 500 start a, <laughs> what's it called when a like a company goes public we're going to start selling ptc stocks yeah i mean i don't yeah, know what it's called you can I think invest. it's just going public <laughs> you can invest <laughs> <laughs> today, Chris and I just wanted to go into a Q&A. We thought we would answer some of y'all's questions for today's episode. We thought that this might be a fun format to do every once in a while, just taking questions because we have gotten a lot of positive feedback doing questions at the end of all the other episodes. So we'll spend today with some questions. Um, we'll start off. Oh, let's start off nice and easy, man. You can only eat one meal for the rest of your life. What are you picking? One meal? Have we done this before? Oh gosh, no. I don't have done this before. Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: You see, last time I think it was one one protein.
0: One protein?
1: I think that that's what we had. Okay. Well, what is one meal?
0: You can't go. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Excuse me. You can only eat one meal for the rest (laughs) of your life. What are you picking? What do you
1: got? Wait. So does that mean like breakfast, lunch, or dinner?
0: One meal. So you get one thing to eat for the rest of your life, but it says meal, so it can be like a complete meal, not okay, just okay. one food. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it could be like a whole entree, side. For I, the sake of conversation, maybe an appetizer and a dessert as yeah. so well.
1: I it would it would have to be some kind of barbecue, man. Some kind of barbecue. It would probably be like brisket with smoked sausage, um, you know, smoked turkey, you know, barbecue sauce. I didn't know you were such
0: it. a big barbecue guy.
1: I, I yeah I mean when it comes to one meal for well, the rest of your there's life there's a lot
0: of really good like brisket places in North Texas man for oh, sure yeah weird, a, barbecue we're, we're, yeah we're we're super spoiled over here we're even like tender I mean we're we're spoiled over here man we got a lot of good like not only food places but barbecue food places yeah mm-hmm. so I could see that for sure
1: and I'm I'm thinking about like macros too man you know oh, that yeah. would fit all of my You're macros. Like, I got my
0: protein. I got my fats. My carbs. I got my carbs.
1: Yeah, yeah, because, you know, after you, you get, get the, the toast, after you get the meats, man, you go for that sweet potato. Yeah. You go for, shoot, if you want some fries, You're some loaded fried, up. macaroni yeah. and cheese. You're good to go. Man, you got pecan pie, buttermilk pie. You got everything. Go. Yeah,
0: that's awesome, man. I think that's a good pick. Um, man, the last time I went to a barbecue place, I had a. Oh, I can't believe it slipped on my mind. Oh, I had a brisket sandwich. Yeah. But at the end, I had uh, some banana pudding to go with that. Oh, oh. man.
1: Mm-hmm. Did it have the wafers in it? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. Yeah, it was from Tinder. you been there?
1: I've never been to Tinder. That's I just good. know the Tinder app. That's
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> um, my pick, I think, would be steak fajitas, man. Steak fajitas. Steak fajitas.
1: Yeah. So does that include thing. like you know the Mexican rice on the side? I would say yeah. so.
0: Yeah, it's a meal, right? Oh, so I get that. I get rice, I get beans, I get corn tortillas, I get flour tortillas. What kind of beans? Probably whatever. What be mean, the black beans, the, pinto beans? Whatever the generic like. So the pinto beans, probably. Yeah. Ah, no, I'm not. No, I'm not like super that, picky man. when it comes to beans. This dude's eating beans, but eating
1: that for the rest of your life, man.
0: <laughs> I guess. Okay. I guess <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Maybe I do want to be a little more. Um, you didn't think beans. this through, did you? Probably black beans. No. Yeah, black yeah, beans probably, are the problem. Probably black beans. I yeah. think that would be that would be the one for me. But for the same reason, man, I cover all my macros. That's the way to do it, and then I can like adjust portion sizes as I make my fajitas. Like, so if I need more protein, I can do more steak. Or if we I are such meatheads. Yeah, bro. but I think well, it's just you know we we keep in we're keeping in mind like it's a good tasting thing but the macros mm-hmm. are there and that's kind of a necessity and i also feel like when it's such like a staple like i don't know about you but to me a, a meal doesn't feel like a meal if i don't have like a significant amount of protein in it
1: yeah 100 percent.
0: i'm not sure if that's just me no but like it, it here it, too and i don't know if that's that, that could be the meathead thing but it also could i think it be, is yeah because it, it could be so but yeah no, i i would go with the steak fajitas for sure
1: like, man, I won't eat um, a snack unless it has a minimum of 20 grams of protein in the snack.
0: I will say, like, when I'm going for snacks, I'm always going for the things that are going to have some protein in them. And these are things that I also try to put on my uh, my online c- clients on. Because yeah. I feel like it's just a – it's a simple way to get your protein up, and, and mm-hmm. usually they're, like, things that are relatively easy to eat. So that's going to be, like – like stri- like light string cheese is going to have like 6 or 7 grams of protein in it for like 100 yeah. calories there's a little bit of fat there too um, greek yogurt depending on the brand you do man i mean you could do a low fat or a non fat and you're going to have a ton of protein there and depending on if you're going low fat non fat whole whatever you can get some fats in there as well you can yep. get some carbs in there um and then you know usually i was i i preferred getting the plain and then doing like some blueberries and some granola and yes, stuff like man. that again depending on you know how many carbs you got or, or what you're working with but you can also just get the little pre-made packs, depending on you know what brand you like, or if you're if you eat dairy or, you know. But those are those are kind of two of my go-tos there. Another big protein snack for me is um, is beef jerky, man. I'm a big beef jerky guy, dude. Um, I'm not super picky about brands to be honest with yeah. you, but it's just a quick, easy way to get some protein in. Do you have any like go-to snacks or anything like that?
1: Um, I wish that I could say beef jerky, like that would be ideal, man. But it's just a lot of the beef jerky that I find. It has, like, a ton of just sugar in it. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I'm,
0: I'm usually eating, like, the generic, like, you know, Jack Links or something like that. Oh, okay, But okay. So it's
1: definitely not, like, the best
0: thing. But um, if I'm talking, like, if it's a one-off or I'm traveling and I need some protein or something, yeah. for sure, it's usually my go-to. But gotcha. no, I, I would not say as a consistent source. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you.
1: I guess my favorite snack to eat, I don't know if it's considered a meal, but it's one slice of bread with almond butter and then I'll have um, a protein shake and some cottage cheese okay. that's that's like the most ideal snack for me is delicious mm-hmm. full of protein oh yeah and a, a side of nuts that um, almost
0: sounds like a like a pre-training thing that, Is that usually when you do it
1: no 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 my pre-training <laughs> is actually it's usually like you know some waffles with syrup <laughs> and peanut butter <laughs> okay <laughs> this guy, yeah, I just lost all my no, 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 that's not, no,
0: that's not true. It's it's quick sugar. You're using it, man. I mean, exactly, man. Uh, if you know who Seth Farosi is, he's like notorious for putting like gummy bears in his fucking I'm pre-workout telling you, yeah. shakes. Yeah, yeah, man. That's a, it works. It, people love their sugar, man. No, I'm sorry. Go on. So you got your almond bread or your almond bread, your almond, almond bread. butter on bread, um, and you do it a protein shake. Yeah. What else?
1: Um, and then you know the side of nuts and cottage cheese.
0: What kind of nuts? You do almonds, walnuts?
1: Uh, it's a mixture of nuts, but whatever nuts just besides peanuts okay Um, just because i I feel like peanuts are very like a low quality choice to choose sure so
0: if we're staying on the meathead subject of protein and macronutrients as well if you're going nuts usually the route i like to go is almonds Um, just because you know your calories are still going to be on the higher side with it being nuts because they're fatty and Mm -hmm. we know that there's nine calories in a gram of fat so those guys are going to be a little bit more dense but you know i've found the only real like the one that has significant amount of enough protein is going to be almonds. Uh, I wish I could yeah. say the same thing about walnuts because I think those are delicious. Um, and peanuts, man, that's like a ballpark snack, dude. Like, yeah, you're, don't you're, eat peanuts. You're watching the Yankees or something if you're eating peanuts, bro. Uh-huh. But okay, so go on. Uh, but yeah. I mean, oh, and you said cottage cheese too, right? Yeah, you cottage do cheese. Two like percent. I mean, what's the? Uh,
1: I when it comes to dairy products, I always try to choose whole milk dairy products. But unfortunately, a lot of times, like if yeah. I go shopping at Costco, then, you know, they'll only have 2% yeah. you, fat for the cottage Before you cheese. jump
0: that real quick, why exactly do you always go whole milk? Is it just for the nutrient density, for the calories? Do you digest it better? What's the... I guess for the taste? I mean, there's... Well, I
1: guess I, I always thought that, you know, low fat or whatever, you know, was good. But now, after, like, experimenting with my diet and introducing quite a bit more fats yep. i've learned that my body performs really well when it has a you know a decent amount of fats yeah and you do all right with the dairy as well yeah i do I do, uh good with the dairy now when it comes to like milk or something maybe for the first couple of days after not drinking it for a while then you know it'll mess up my stomach but i actually just reintroduced milk okay. into my diet um i think like three days ago and i haven't had any issues okay. so far so you know that's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, I try to have at least do, uh, two dairy products throughout the day. Um, yeah, I before mean, pro- it was yeah, um,
0: pr- protein. Mm-hmm. Er, protein from dairy is is honestly a, a super high form of protein. The only reason I ever have people stray away from it is if they struggle to digest it. So, yeah. you know, if you're someone who can handle dairy just fine, like it doesn't give you bloating, gas, your diarrhea, doesn't make your skin break out or make you feel gross or anything like that, like. Dairy is going to be for you. It, it With those prerequisites, it makes it sound like dairy could be a bad thing, but it's just one of those things that you might not be able to digest. So yeah. it's it's really going to come down to, to the individual. I have found that I think more people tend to err on the side of no dairy, but I think there's definitely people out there that function just fine with it. I found for me personally, I can do um, like little bits of cheese or yogurt, but I can't yeah. do just like straight up milk. Gotcha, got so you. So it, it definitely is kind of like a case specific. So you
1: kind bounty, of like I work think. around and find, you know, what will work for you. Yeah, for sure. Dairy. For yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. And I don't know if that has to do, I mean, I definitely don't know, but you know, it could have anything to do with, you know, the way they culturize it or the way it's processed Something, or yeah. yeah, exactly. So but it, they definitely do tend to hit differently. So it's just kind of one of those trial and error things that you have to pay attention to over time. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think sometimes people hear dairy and they kind of, like, raise the red flag and start thinning, throwing shots. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And, and I don't you know, blame them, though. You know? Yeah, no, for sure. It's an easy target, and, and a lot of people don't do well with it. And, you know, also if you're on the vegan team or anything like that, like, it's morale, morality makes sense. Health, mm-hmm. you know, you can you can make some arguments. So.
1: But not only that, like milk has a lot of, you know, macronutrients and it could be, you know, a pain in the ass sometimes trying to implement that into right. your diet because, you know, it may not make sense for you. Yeah, to, you
0: might you might just not have the calories as well. Yeah. You know, because it's it's probably primarily going to be for people who are trying to gain weight or if, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're one of the people who likes to, like, make protein shakes with milk or almond milk or anything yeah. like that as well. So that's usually where it's going to go, because, yeah. Usually, like the the places that I start, if someone's trying to lose body fat, is going to be with. Um calories and liquids so yes. milk is not the place i would start if fat loss is your goal but if you're someone who can afford the calories you're looking to grow you're looking to build and you do okay with dairy i would say you're you're kind of that niche population that should check out some dairy
1: yeah and then again you have the cottage cheese the yeah you, you, know, have, the you Greek have some yogurt, other you know a bunch well. of other options cheese mm-hmm. like whatever
0: yeah i'm trying to think i think those are going to be kind of all my big players when it comes to like snacks for protein i think the biggest thing is You want to get to a point where you're consistent within your meals because then your protein is coming from more whole sources and they're complete proteins rather than, you know, trying to pull from, you know, maybe plant proteins or, you know, proteins that might be left over from something else, which your body might not use the same way it would use like a lean meat or something of Mm -hmm. that nature. So uh, moving on here, man, what consists of a clean bulk and funny. That's, that was pretty, that was a good
1: little segue. That was was nice. Wow. You planned that? Uh, No, I didn't actually.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, what consists of a clean bulk? So I would say,
1: first of all, what is a clean bulk?
0: Okay. So a clean bulk I would say is probably defined by bulking. So eating enough calories to ensure you're growing, which Mm -hmm. means eating more calories than you burn in a day, ideally anywhere from three to 800 calories worth extra. Um, but When people say clean bulking, usually they're talking about one of two things, either strictly eating clean foods while bulking. So clean foods meaning, yeah, I don't need to explain what clean foods are. Everybody kind of has their own opinion of what clean foods are. Um, And there's also the point of that being trying to gain as much size as you can eating healthy foods and hopefully not gaining any fat along the way. Mm. Um, and that's fine and great. And that's a, that's a good approach in itself. You could also think of clean bulking, like bulking with a small caloric surplus, um, still generally with clean foods. But when you have a much smaller surplus, usually that bulk is a little, little cleaner, meaning you're putting on less fat, but you do grow a lot slower. Mm -hmm. Um, depending on, I guess, who you are and what, yeah, yeah, for sure. These are all like Yeah. But um, as far, I'm going to go ahead and go with the first, because usually I think when people say clean bulking, they mean they want to gain weight, but they don't want to eat like a pig, which I think is definitely a good approach. So, you know, I don't, I feel like I shouldn't have to use the word clean bulk, but yeah, if you're bulking and you're trying to gain weight, man, like you want to keep your digestion where it is. Yeah. You know, a lot of people think that, oh, I'm not dieting anymore, so I can stop eating dieting foods. And it's like, no, man, you're eating dieting foods. You're just eating a fucking lot more of it. Yeah. That's how you grow. And so, you know, you, you can definitely have some freedoms, especially if you're someone who's you know a a guy in his maybe late teenage early 20s and you know everything digests fine and you can get away with things like that like that's that's maybe something a little bit different but if you're someone who's trying to clean bulk for health reasons and for just trying to stay you know as healthy as you can while you gain that weight you want to probably try to stay within those healthy foods which can be hard to do though man because if you're someone who you got to think let's say you need to eat 3,000 calories to grow it's hard to get 3,000 clean calories, man. It is, yeah. Your fats are going to have to be pretty high. Um, I, I say have to. Not necessarily have to, but it could help if your fats are high because your fats are going to be a little bit denser, right? So you could start going with, you know, I would never go with anything fattier than like an 80-20 cut of beef, but Oof. you could start working your way up to like 85-15 or, or ninety mm-hmm. ten might be a good place to stop as well, depending on, you know, what you prefer and what you find works best for you. Um, avocados are going to be a good source of of a way to get some calories in all at once. Um, Almond butter I have found is a really good way to go as well there. Um, Some other good fats are going to be, again, like dairy, if that's something that you can digest okay and and be all right with. Almonds, if that's something that you're good with. Um, Olive oil is a huge, huge one. Uh, Grass-fed butter is a big one as well. Um, so, you know, those fats are going to help you get those calories up and make it a little bit easier to fulfill all those calories you need to eat with clean sources. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I did air quotes with clean sources. I think the, I've always had like this weird relationship with like the thoughts of like clean and and dirty eating because, you know, so much of it is. Not only case specific and of course there's your obvious is like, okay, a a steak and potatoes is going to be clean and McDonald's is going to be dirty. Like, yeah, yeah, I get that. But Mm -hmm. what about like the middle ground? Like we were talking about with dairy, you know? So I I just Mm -hmm. feel like clean and dirty aren't, aren't definitive enough terms. But anyways, I think, um, I think where I was trying to go with that is the name of the game is being sure your calories are where they are. Um, I have a client who we've been training for gosh, maybe a year and a half now, um, he's a young guy, he trains hard and he just recently decided he wanted to hit it six days a week. So he's been doing that wow, and he's been, and yeah. he's been growing, man. Yeah. So he's really been on top of it and, and he's been on top of his protein as well, but he wasn't tracking calories. Dude, as soon as we started tracking calories and ensuring that he was eating enough, he's put on like four or five pounds in the last week and a half. Yeah. And you know, it, it's just, it's incredible to know that like when you have the knowledge of this is all an energy balance game, you have to have enough coming in to have enough left over to build, or you have to have enough going out to need to pull from your reserves to burn. Mm-hmm. It all makes a lot more sense. That's why tracking is so important. It all immediately to, know, falls in place. Mm-hmm, exactly. It's, it's, it's literally, it, it's, it's, it's energy balance. It's all mm-hmm. it comes down to. So when you can be conscious of those numbers and get there consistently, it's great. But the name of the game again is being able to do it with clean foods. So a lot of the times you might have to, you know, look into doing smoothies, where you know maybe we're blending up some fruits, uh, maybe we're blending up some some peanut butter and some protein, maybe we're blending up, you know, dairy with that as well, some different veggies. Um, that can be an easy way to get some protein in um, and get those calories up. Rice is going to be a huge player, oh, man. Yeah. Um, oats, if you digest it okay, that might be something that could sit a little heavier. Um, but the, I would say those are some of my biggest go-tos when just trying to get those calories up. Um, I have also found that if you're someone who struggles with appetite, adding a little bit of cardio can be a huge player or just train a little harder. Oh
1: yeah. You'll definitely get a lot more Mm -hmm. hungry.
0: Oh yeah, man. Yeah. the I've never had an issue with appetite. Um, whether I'm gaining dieting, whatever, and I've always attributed it to movement. Mm. Um, and I found that anytime someone struggles with getting their food in, adding as literally as minimal as like 20 minutes every other day can make a pretty big difference. So you just, you need to stimulate that, get some calories burning, get your body digesting things and moving. And then usually you're ready to eat again. Mm -hmm. So, mm
1: -hmm. and then when uh, I wanted to kind of rewind back to you talking about, you know, choosing, you know, good quality or bad quality foods. One, one rule that usually really helps me is choosing specific foods for specific reasons. So I think a lot of mistake or a big mistake that people make whenever they're I really bulking. Like that. Yeah. A big mistake that people make when they're bulking is they just assume that they need to eat more calories. Yeah. And that's it. And so they'll go out and they'll have things like, you know, pizza or, you know, milkshakes, yeah. desserts, yeah. Um a food that has a bunch of um macros, but not for any specific reason yeah you know like it's just a
0: it's just a fucking calorie bomb
1: yeah exactly it's just a calorie bomb with a bunch of random ass calories yeah um but if you're choosing like let's say you decide to bulk and you know currently before your bulk for lunch you're having you know the let's just go with the plain chicken breast white rice yeah you know that's what you're having well maybe you can if you're looking to bulk you know that Increasing your fats will help, yeah. you know, with your calories, um, obviously, and then increasing your protein and carbohydrate right. intake would also increase those calories. So maybe instead of the chicken breast, you can move over to, like you said, a ground beef, yeah, or
0: or a turkey if you're trying to stay within like the, the white meat area.
1: Yeah, exactly. But you're choosing those foods for a specific reason. Right. You're not replacing that chicken and rice meal with a pizza. With something totally random yeah. and out of the blue. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's,
0: that's a really good point. And, you know, you can even just take the things you're already doing, like if you're doing that chicken and rice, and just build upon it. Okay, I need more calories, but I like where my carbs are at. I like where my protein's at. Let me add half an avocado. Mm-hmm. Let me do a t- two tablespoons of olive oil. Put some you know, butter in the rice. Sure, man. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not that super hard of a step. And I, I'm, gl- I'm really glad you said that because I've had a lot of success with people looking at foods almost as a, a tool is the wrong word, but basically what you said, like for specific reasons. Yeah. So, you know, part of that is, that's a huge part of tracking calories and macronutrients. It is, yeah. Because basically what happens when you're tracking calories and macronutrients, all you're doing is budgeting. You have 2,000 calories, you have $2,000. You have 30% fats, you have 30% to go towards rent you have 40% protein, you have 40% to go towards, et cetera. You have that 30% left over as carbs. You have 30% to go towards general living expenses, you know, Mm -hmm. however you want to break it down. But when you figure out that like, Oh, I need to allot things this way so that I can add up that whole budget or add up that whole thing, that whole thing to create one big pie. It, it makes sense. So you're breaking them down as tools. So instead of looking at avocados as avocados, you're looking at them as fat. Yep. Instead of looking at chicken as chicken, you're looking at it as protein. Instead yes. of looking at carbs, or excuse me, rice as rice as rice, you're looking at it as carbohydrate source. Yeah. You know, and so once you once you do that, and then you can you can even work it to the next level of okay, I'm, I'm looking at these things, and then here's my best option for each one of these things. Yeah. So now, even though I look at, uh, you know, I look at rice as a carbohydrate, and I look at pretzels as a carbohydrate, I know that rice is going to fulfill me a little bit more for my goals and, and what I need to do. Yep. That might be a better option in that moment. But if I'm, you know, dieting and I'm sitting down on the couch to watch TV with Brianna and I want something to munch on that is going to fit that same plan as well. Maybe it won't be optimal, but boom, I can go pretzels. I don't even have to think about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it becomes like, it's such an, it, it's such a simple layer to add to understand it so much more fundamentally.
1: Yeah. I really like the way that you broke that out. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, I guess that's what I was trying to say. But, um, yeah, you spelled it out perfectly. One other thing that I would like to add to it really quick, though, is, you know, whenever you're picking these carb choices yep. or, you know, protein choices, fat choices, try to pick a choice that has mainly that macro. Yeah. You know, yeah. like if you're choosing a carbohydrate and you have, you know, either rice or I don't know, bad example of chocolate, whatever. Sure, sure. Just for this example. The rice is gonna be made up of pretty much carbs. Right. Just only carbs. Right. But the chocolate, that will be made up of, of fat and carbs. Right. Exactly. So you don't you And know, your carb sources are different. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be, you know, complex and a ton more simple sugars. Right. So yeah, just something more to think about.
0: Right. That's that's a really good point too, because you know, earlier you use the example of you know you could switch the chicken with the beef to add the calories. And yes, that's a good point. But if you're somebody dieting and you think, oh, chicken is protein, beef is protein, but you forget mm-hmm. that beef comes with some fat, especially dependent upon the cut that you get, yeah. you're going to forget about those calories that are added. Or yeah. You're not going to have allotted for that. So that is something that I'm, I'm glad you said. So it's like, you know, if you're if you're at a point where you just need protein, you just need chicken for this one specific thing, and you're trying to keep it nothing else, no carbs, no fats maybe your next alternate your alternative is white fish then something that's yeah. just as lean and just protein yeah you know but exactly like you said like that's that's a really good point because sometimes we'll make those swaps and we'll totally miss it and sometimes you know funny enough i find this most relevant when i'm like going for a snack because if i'm like oh well i have just 40 grams of carbs nothing else then i'm gonna go for the rice cakes mm-hmm. you know but if i have you know, 40 grams of carbs and 10 grams of fats. Well then maybe, yeah, I I could go for that chocolate or I could add some almond butter to that or something, you know? So it's, it's basically these pieces of this puzzle that you're trying to build to again, fill that entire pie. And depending on where you are, you have different allotments from each leftover and that, and what you have left over changes what you can pick, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's, that's a great reason. Mm
1: -hmm. Another reason to track your foods Mm -hmm. is because whenever you, you know stop tracking you know maybe yeah or you know you don't have the ability to track well you you've had all of this practice yeah so that you start seeing foods in that way and you start you know thinking of your calories as a budget yeah and you start all of these honestly unconscious habits like me and alex i'm sure that we don't go into foods consciously thinking okay blah 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 no we go into them like automatically thinking Okay, I'm not going to choose this because you know it's going to be way too high. In yeah, fat, exactly. And so be, yeah, and all of this is like unconscious thinking just because we've been doing it for so long. Right. So that's the goal for you to get to.
0: Right. It kind of becomes a uh, almost an autopilot thing. You you yes. figure it out, and once you learn these foods, you're like, oh, okay, I got this. I got that. I got this. I got that. But to kind of to circle with that back and reel it in a little bit, as far as what does. A consistent clean bulk consists of, well, number one, it's going to be eating more calories than you burn in a day. Mm-hmm. And I tossed around the number three to 800 calories earlier. That's going to be very dependent upon who you are. So yeah. that three to hundred calories, meaning if you burn 2000 calories in a day, either you're eating 2300 to 2800 calories. That should, that number should probably depend on, you know, how, how much light movement you do through the day. So how much you're on your feet, you know, what do you, what do you do for work? Are you, you know, slinging stuff around or are you walking around or are you on your butt all day? How many days a week do you train are you 20 or are you 50 you know there's there's different questions to be asked like that but Mm. so you want to start being sure you're in a caloric surplus of three day 100 calories i would say that 300 is is a pretty hard minimum i don't know if you'll see you'll be you probably won't be able to notice much growth with anything less yeah um moving forward from that like we said it's going to be consist of clean whole foods and again typically the way that i like to start people is cranking up those fats because that's a way that you can increase calories without him having to increase food quantity too much.
1: Got you, yeah. Um,
0: and I have found as well that a lot of people might not do so well with super high carbs. You have to be training pretty intensely yes. to handle super high carbs. Well, um, and that's, I don't mean to create like a barrier of entry or anything like that for people who might not like to train like that, but that is something good to keep in the back of your brain that, you know, Ben Pekulski said you have to earn your carbs and I'm a big believer in that. Mm. Um, obviously you get your baseline carbs, so you're not brain dead yeah. all day, but point being like, you know, if, if you're trying to eat anywhere from, I'm throwing around numbers here, man, but if you're trying to eat more than like 150 to 200 grams of carbs a day, you better be resistance training and, and pretty significantly. Oh yeah. Um, and you probably should be doing some sort of cardio as well. Um, but as far as that, man, that that's really what a, a clean bolt consists of is doing that for a long time. Um, if you wanted to get into the training side of it, you should be focusing on getting stronger in the same movement patterns. Mm. Um, you should be sure that those movement patterns are balanced. So, you know, for every push movement you have a pull. For every, you know, leg extension, you have a leg curl. For every bench press, you have a row. For every pull down, you have an overhead press. You know, mm. just trying to be sure you're creating that balance and not creating um any any um, deficiencies in your movement patterns um i would say even more so than when you're dieting sleep is going to be absolutely 100% the bottleneck for most people oh, getting yeah. 8 solid hours of sleep a night myself included is that it's that bottleneck getting 8 solid hours of sleep a night are going to be a huge player in your clean bulk but other than that i would i would really say patience man i mean this can kind of be a hard game to play because if you're talking about fat loss, if you get good at it, man, you can shed some some fat off pretty quick. You know, f- fat loss, I, I would consider, depending on who you are, you know, different people have different hormones and backgrounds and things going on. I'm not trying to take anything away from anyone. But um, I, I would consider fat loss to be an easier step than tissue gain. I shouldn't oh, yeah. say easier as far as time frame goes. You can lose a lot more fat. You could lose 50 pounds in a year, but you're probably not going to gain 50 pounds of lean tissue in a year Absolutely unless you're not. like <laughs> Nick Walker and you, you got, yeah. you know, you're eating Tron sandwiches every other day. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, no, no. But I guess everything I'm trying to say there is it's, it. it really just boils down to eat more of the same clean foods you would eat when you were dieting. Mm. Be sure your sleep is where it needs to be, and be sure your training is centered around improving strength and improving technique. Yes, that was a pretty deep explanation for q and A, Q&A,
1: man. <laughs> Do you have any over there? Um, let's see. Okay, so this question is from Michael Flores. You remember? Oh, him? shout out Michael Flores. Yeah, yeah dude,
0: he's been getting strong as fuck, bro. Yeah, I'm coaching him. Oh no, okay, okay yeah, that's dude. why. Yeah, 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 man, he works hard, dude.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, uh, he was supposed to compete in, I believe. Four weeks, five weeks, but we just got the news that the meet was canceled. So we're going to yeah. go ahead and do a recomp. Okay. Um, over the next, he has 16, I believe 16 or 17 <laughs> weeks until the state championship. So we're going to recomp him, get his cardio up, his okay. work capacity up. I like it, man. Yeah, yeah, get him to lose some weight and yeah. then, you know, that's exciting, destroy dude. that meat. Yeah,
0: that's exciting, dude. Okay, go
1: ahead. Okay, so why is it appropriate to block train? Um, hypertrophy. So, I guess meaning having sections of hypertrophy and the next peaking. Strength, and volume. Then, yeah, sure. exactly. So breaking them up into phases. Sure. So this is, I guess, this is more advanced when it comes to your training. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think there's any point of doing this unless it's for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. Um, or I, unless I you're would just say trying to.
0: primarily for strength athletes.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, because the whole idea of strength or Block training is you're building up to something, mm-hmm. you know, specific, some kind of performance yeah. that you want to achieve. So, why is it appropriate to block train? First of all, I guess let's talk about the blocks. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm gonna, I guess, ground it it pa- yeah, I'm gonna yeah, yeah. ground it into powerlifting. Yeah, yeah. Just because it's the best for me to, you know, put yeah. it into words. So, in powerlifting, there's usually um, three blocks. The first one is the hypertrophy phase the second one is the strength phase and then the last one is the peaking phase so when it comes to the hypertrophy phase and honestly i don't even like to call it the hypertrophy phase because i'm not trying to build muscle mass i
0: usually use the phrase volume
1: yeah it's it's more of like yeah building increasing your volume which means or your workload which means capacity sets, sets and reps yes exactly, exactly. so
0: capacity how much can you do
1: yeah and then so the goal when it comes to the a volume block is one, increasing your work capacity Two, dialing in your technique because you're going to be doing a lot more volume. You'll have a lot. Yeah. You'll have a lot more opportunities to practice and perfect that movement that you're trying to achieve. That's
0: an overlooked. That's an overlooked piece is that skill acquisition that happens in that phase.
1: Doing that alone, Mm -hmm. doing that alone will take your training or your um, achievements to the next level when it comes to um, performing. Yep.
0: Yep. Learning that neurological pattern is very underrated.
1: Yes. Um, and you know, personally I recommend, you know, having a minimum minimum of like for your main lifts, eight reps yep. when it comes to training that, um, movement. And yeah, those, th- those are the main and then building weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So for the volume phase, uh, workload capacity, training that movement and then, um, Buffering those weaknesses. Yeah, and
0: so when you say weaknesses, does that mean, like, my bench sucks, so I'm going to do more push volume? Or does that mean, like... Uh
1: it's going to be individualized per person, so okay. so, you know, but so
0: it could be anything from like this dude can't retract his shoulder blades when exactly. he's benching, so we're going to do a fuck ton of rows, or this guy, you know, his knees cave on squats, so we got to make you know so his hip can externally rotate better. So exactly. it's, it's kind of like okay, I see what you're yeah. saying. It's, it's very athlete specific. Yep.
1: So okay. right, like right now for Michael, um, two of the weaknesses that he has, the first one is speed. Okay. So we're going to be work, we're going to be doing quite a bit of speed work mm-hmm. this um, training block or for the volume block. And then the second one is upper back workload capacity. Mm-hmm. So we found out from this last peaking that as time builds, um, his upper back starts, you know, fatiguing sure. and it's
0: getting pounded, man, between deadlifts. Oh between yeah. Bracing a barbell on squats between, you know, keeping your shoulders from exploding. On yeah. The bench. Yeah. Your, your upper back are, is insane. Yeah. yeah. It's taxed. That's why, that's why have <laughs> big ass backs, man. Yeah. Ooh, that's you. Yeah. Like bears, man. <laughs> that's you that was the, me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got no neck.
1: No neck. We swallowed that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the uh, volume block. And then the second block is the, is the strength phase. So in this block, we are prepping for the peaking phase. So mm-hmm. this is when we start focusing on actually building our strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, when it comes to technique, we are making sure that we can handle the movements with increasing percentages as we go. So the... Reps are, is probably going to be around like four reps. I mean, I'm sorry, five reps. We're going to stay around this area in the strength block and the volume has decreased and we're more prepping ourselves for the peaking phase, which is going to be, you know, a lot of mental and physical, um, suffering. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way to put it. Yeah. So that's the strength phase, you know, hope ideally in the strength phase, you know, you're not. Um, fatiguing from your workouts, when it comes to like the amount of volume that you're handling, mm-hmm. um, you're not failing on your form, and you know you're you're feeling really confident, and you're uh, conf- or everything that you're doing is just building your confidence for the peaking uh block mm-hmm. because the peaking block honestly is a huge mind game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we're doing all the prep work before the peaking block but if that goes bad then it kind of messes with the peaking mm. and so those are the two uh, first blocks and the last block would be the peaking block and that's where we're pretty much just focusing on um performing in the gym when it comes to your main lift so yeah. the accessories are going to be pretty light and would you say you're doing like one to three reps
0: on most things
1: yeah, so you're going to be doing or it. on big 3 rather. Yeah, for the for the for the big 3, we start at like 4 reps and we by the end of the, you know, peaking block we'll do depending on your experience. If you're an elite, you know, lifter and you've had experience in the game, then you know you want to work up to a single. Yeah. But if you're maybe not as experienced like a beginner or intermediate, then you know there's no point in doing singles. Right. Um it could just cause injury and not only right. that, it can destroy your confidence so yeah that's pretty much it you're just all these blocks you're preparing for the next one and the next one in order to perform wherever you're trying to perform and achieve whatever it is you're trying to achieve
0: yeah to uh to piggyback on that a little bit you know you could think of volume strength and peaking or you know whichever one of those dials you could think of them um You can think of it like a lever and you only have a capacity to move so much at once. So it's like, imagine if you were driving a car and, you know, rather than just hitting the gas at once, you hit the gas, the brake and the clutch all at once. Your car's going to fucking explode. And so the, the reason that's important is it's like, you know, if let's say, and I'm just throwing numbers around here to create an example, but let's say, you know, week one, you're doing three sets of eight with a hundred pounds on the bench press. Mm. Well, what if week two, we went to four sets of 10 with 120 pounds but what if week three, we went to five sets of 12 with 150 pounds? Yeah. Like it all sounds great on paper and sure you'd be getting better, but you're only capable of so much. Exactly. You're only as good as what you can recover from. Yeah, That is the baseline of all of this. And I would say within strength sports and powerlifting, that's even more important because how many people want to say, ah, fuck it. I'm going to max today
1: so many people fuck it I'm me. gonna max today
0: man yeah and so that's that's what I'm saying is it's like it's, it's all a, a, a planned part of the plan like um, Janet who I'm training for her deadlift competition
1: amazing right now, by the way which wow. quick
0: shout out hit 300 pounds on that deadlift in the mock meet man beltless S- 61 years old beltless 300 pound deadlift on her that's amazing. and and we did a whole mock meet man she squatted three times she benched three times she deadlifted yeah. three times she squatted 210 and she benched 105 that's amazing and she pulled man. 300 yeah wow. but um, anyways you know if I, if I try to have her you know Let's say we're coming up to this mock meet, and the week before, we're doing 10 sets of 10 on shit, man. She's going to be absolutely wrecked come mm-hmm. that time. So it's like you have to play these cards right and account for rest and recovery and, and your actual ability to to grow and progress from what you did instead of just tear yourself down and then never build back.
1: Yes. Same idea 100%. as
0: training too often, same idea as, you know, man, people use the phrase overtraining all the time, but it's under-recovering. It's 110 under recovery. Yeah, you know, you you can handle some pretty serious training and stimulus, but your recovery has to be where it is. Yeah, your if you're has gotta here. be on point. Your nutrition's gotta be on point. Everything. Yeah. Your stress has gotta be low. Like it's gotta be all dialed in if you want to hit more than one of those pedals at once. And like, I'm not saying anyone can't, but the thing is, man, is like nobody wants to talk about the fact that we're all normal human beings. Mm. Like everybody thinks that they're gonna be Arnold or CT Fletcher or like. And do this shit 60 hours a week and nothing else. Like, you got a job. You got kids. You got responsibilities. You got dogs. You got you got hobbies. You want to go drink with your friends sometimes. Like, you have a normal life and that's okay. You, you adjust accordingly so you can make progress instead of expecting yourself to hit all of those pedals at once. It's all about progress. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah. When you can eat that slice of humble pie and know what you can and can't do, that makes a big difference.
1: Yeah, and the well, not only that, but... When you eat that humble pie and you start like actually following the law of, you know, progressive overload, which mm-hmm. is kind of what you're talking about right now, you'll realize that you can kind of work yourself up to a lot of amazing things. All you mm-hmm. have to do is, yeah, just trust the process. Be stay patient. patient. Yeah. Yep. And just understand that you're not that person that you will be at the end of yeah. it right now. Yeah. It's you have to build up to that person. A hundred
0: percent. It's that fine line of, of training hard and wanting to get after it, but not overreaching yeah. and, and being mindful of, I shouldn't, I'm, I'm not saying what your limits are, but being mindful of, man, if I have a, if I have a 300 pound deadlift for 15 reps on the menu, but I slept four hours a night before, am I going to, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, You know what I mean? It, it doesn't make sense. It's like, don't, you, you can't expect yourself to just Superman everything, man. Mm-hmm. And I, may, I might be, I might be talking to myself here.
1: <laughs> well, that's also but how you get like, injured, you know? Yeah.
0: I might be talking to myself here a little bit, man. I'm, I, but I feel like it's an important prospect that isn't talked about. So that that's the whole point of the, of, of the training blocks. It's to work you yes. up to this thing and not to toast you super early and then just drag ass the whole way yeah you know you have to so, fill in your weaknesses
1: build up to yeah. exactly what you're trying to yeah. do yeah
0: 100 100 so all right let's wrap this one up here that was a fun uh, fun little q a you guys that can always great. ask us questions at progress through change on instagram or at is it toro underscore strong toro underscore strong mm-hmm. or at toro underscore underscore strong underscore us. underscore strong. <laughs> <laughs> but we will uh we'll catch y'all in the next one thank you for listening it's brought to you by progress to com. peace